Hey friends, and welcome to episode 150 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And in today's episode of It's About Time, we're talking about style. And I don't know about you, but I personally would hate to know how many total hours I've spent staring into the abyss of my closet with no clue what to wear. You know those moments or those mornings when nothing quite feels right and the thing you want to wear is wrinkly or you wore it yesterday or maybe it doesn't really fit anymore or it doesn't fit your life anymore. And the next thing you know, you're texting your friend to ask if skinny jeans are still a thing or can you just wear yoga pants? I know that feeling all too well and frankly, I got tired of it. It's no fun having a closet full of clothes and feeling frustrated every time you open it. So as you know, I can be a bit of an action taker and I decided it was time to figure this out. It just doesn't have to be so frustrating. I wanted to spend less time staring at my closet and more time feeling good in my clothes. Enter Jenny Eversole and her amazing team at Style Space. After learning about Jenny and even doing a virtual session with one of her stylists, I knew I had to have her on the show. I mean, hello, the intersection of time management and shopping? Yes, please. So let me tell you all about Jenny Eversole. Jenny Eversole is the founder of StyleSpace.com, a virtual styling platform to connect online with expert stylists and elevate your style. After nearly a decade running her own fashion label, she learned how personal style can make a big difference in your confidence, happiness, and your overall success. Jenny founded StyleSpace for people to discover their best style and to look, feel, and be their best. Jenny co-founded Style Space with her husband, John, and they're raising three crazy kids together, twin girls and a boy. Her hobbies include traveling, hiking, inline skating, creating art, and swimming. With a full-time business and full-time mom life, this American-Canadian living in Germany has made a habit to craft a solid schedule that allows her to get everything done in a day, no matter how crazy. Between her morning work shift, the afternoon mom time, and her second evening shift in her business, Jenny has truly cracked the code to balancing it all on her own terms. In today's conversation with Jenny, she shares the confidence that comes with style and why it is definitely okay to outsource styling. You'll hear how Jenny balances full-time momming with full-time business. She'll also talk about how to account for the 80-20 rule when it comes to your closet. And finally, you'll hear about how to save time by creating a capsule wardrobe. And as usual, you know you can find all the details for this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 150. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman-Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman-Cornick. Hey, Jenny, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so, so excited to spend time with you today. How are you? Thank you so much, Anna. I'm so great. I'm doing great, and I'm so (laughs) grateful to be here. I've listened to your podcast now for several months, and I just think what you do is amazing, and I've benefited so much. So I'm just so glad to be here to talk about style and time management. Ah, well, oh my goodness. Thank you so, so much. And yes, Jenny, you are great. And I am I am grateful that you're here as well. Really excited to dive into this conversation today because this is something that hasn't come up directly in a podcast episode yet, but it's something that affects all of us. And really looking forward to diving into it. But first, in the intro, I shared the official Jenny bio with everyone, but I always would love to hear in your own words, how do you spend your time? Okay. So I'm an American Canadian living in Germany and the expat life is really fun because there's so much, so many things that you can do with your time here. And I feel like every day is like a new exploration. I have three kids, five and under that are so fabulous. And they're in the German school system. So they're learning German. And I grew up in Canada, but I did an exchange to Germany when I was 16. And when I was 16, I just, I promised my exchange partner. I'm like, I'm coming back to Germany to live. I promise. And she's like, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 really. One day I will live in Germany again. I don't know when and how, but It just happened to be in my 30s and my husband and I, we've just been loving it here. So it's amazing too that I can run a business anywhere in the world. That's the world that we live in now. It's so great. And the free time that I do have, I do art. I like to run. I like to swim and hike. I'm going to go hiking in Switzerland this weekend. And it's a great life. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. So many things there. Three kiddos under five. I know that they must keep you super busy and running your business from anywhere in the world. It really is so cool to know that we have the technology that allows us to connect with people from all over and serve people, not just in a brick and mortar way. So I'm looking forward to diving into that. But Germany, so (laughs) you said that you grew up in Canada and that you always wanted to live in Germany. So what's the biggest difference for you between living in Germany and living in the US or living in, in North America? Okay. Well, I am dual citizen, American and Canadian. So I've lived in both. And I would say, oh man, where do I start? The food, the time people eat their food, the lifestyle, just how people prioritize vacation and time off. When I go tell people that I took a vacation and it was only a week long, they feel really bad for me. Oh my gosh. They take month-long vacations here and... And then I tell them that I worked on my vacation too, and they just think something's really wrong with me. But that's just 
you know, the startup entrepreneur life. And it's one of the big differences. Everything's in walking distance. So the bank, the bakery, the grocery store, my children's Kita, which is called preschool in German. It's all within like a five minute walk. And yeah, everybody just bikes and walks a lot of places. And that's, I'd say that's one of the biggest differences. Yeah, that sounds really nice. <laughs> so tell me about business. Tell me about what work looks like for you. Yeah, so I get my kids off to school around 8, 8.30, and then that's when my work day starts. I have an au pair as well that stays with my little, who is three years old. And I work from about 8 till about 3.30. And then between 3.30 till 7, I'm with my kids, putting them down around 6, between 6 and 7. I really believe in early bedtimes for my kids and for me, for everyone to function. Bedtimes, well, they're, they're 5 and under, so they need a lot of sleep. And I need them to need a lot of sleep too. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, so I'm working primarily on my own or with my team here in Europe. Most of our team is from Eastern Europe and Central Europe. So I'm working with them in the morning as well. And then after the kids go down, my second shift starts <laughs> where I interface with the U.S. <laughs> All mm -hmm. of my clients have woken up by that time and people like you that I'm interviewing with on podcasts. That's when I'm usually doing that in the evenings. And then I spend time with my husband, who is also my co-founder, and mm -hmm. it's either working or doing something really relaxing in the evening. And that's usually what the typical day looks like from Monday to yeah. Friday. <laughs> ah, I love it. So have you always been a business owner? From the age of 28, I started my first business. So my former company was a fashion label. I was a fashion and textile artist. So I created my own fashion designs and I sold them and I noticed a really big problem among women and, and men too, where people struggled with their style confidence and they didn't know where to go and how to get really basic things that I took for granted as a fashion designer. And mm. so that's where the idea for Style Space came, was from my former nearly decade experience owning my own fashion label. Wow. Okay, so Style Space was inspired by a problem, essentially, yes. that you encountered over and over again when you yeah. were in the design space. Yeah, and also it was a problem that I faced as well. After I had my twins, they took up a lot of time. About three months after, I just did not feel like myself at all. And I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this after they have their babies and your body mm -hmm. changes so much and it should change. And like our bodies are so incredible, and powerful to bring life into this world. It's amazing. But you also have changes that come with it that you have to adapt with. And so I was about to go on TV for a TV interview to show my fashion collections about three months postpartum with my twins. And I was freaking out, not because I didn't know what to say on TV, but I didn't know what to wear because yeah. nothing fit me anymore. And so, and I didn't know how to do my hair and makeup anymore because I just hadn't worn hair, like good hair and good makeup for so long because I was in survival mode, carrying yeah. twins and, you know, raising twins after. So I called my sister who is a stylist and I'm like, Alicia, what in the world am I going to do? 
my TV interview is in a couple hours, literally, and I have to get down to the studio too. Like, what am I going to wear? So she styled me over a video call, 30 minutes long. She showed me what to wear, like how to pair it, how to do my hair, how to do my makeup. And I have never felt like so confident going on to air like that. And I'd done TV interviews before, but like this one, I just like own that interview. And I'm like, I, I just had so much confidence. And most importantly, I felt like my true self again. And I just knew if I was struggling with this as a fashion designer, many other people were also experiencing the same problem. And that's oh. why I wanted to provide this service to people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know, I think that's so often we imagine that the time management coach has always been good at time management and that's not true for me. And so then we assume that the owner of the styling company has always been a pro at styling herself and feeling confident. And so it's really, it's really awesome to hear that this, this was a problem for you too. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, we're not born with these skills, you know, with time management skills or or styling skills. Like these are Mm -hmm. muscles that we develop and we get better at. And if we don't want to invest all that time and energy into becoming the stylist, you can just work with an expert stylist or an expert time management coach. And they can give you all of the things because we're not meant to do everything, you know, to, to fix your car, you go to a mechanic to get your taxes done, you go to an accountant. So it makes a lot of sense to just source out the special skills that we need. Yeah, source out the special skills that we need. And speaking of that, you know, you're you're a mom to 3 under 5. You own your business, you are leading your team, you spend time with your husband of course. <laughs> you live in a place where you can walk to the grocery store and yes. you know do everything right there and I know that you enjoy time outside. How exactly do you do you do all of those things? What are your what are your go-to strategies or methods for yeah. managing your time? Well, I listen to your podcast for tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And it's really helpful. I prioritize a lot. I'm a really mm-hmm. big believer that you can't have everything by doing everything, you know, mm-hmm. and everything comes in different seasons of life. So if I wanted to start a business, for example, I may have to let go of like three other things that I thought were important then, but yeah. in a new season of life, they're less important. And yeah, a startup takes place of that. So prioritizing is really important to me time blocking, you know, mm-hmm. the the time that I'm with my kids, that's like set in stone. No one me- messes with that time. And the time that I'm working with my team, no one messes with that time either. And the other variables of time are a little bit more flexible. Google Calendar is my best friend and uh-huh. I integrate it with my husband's calendar. <laughs> like our age old debate in our marriage is we will never switch Apple or Android. Like I will always be Apple. He will always be Android. So because I always wanted him to do like Apple Calendar with me, but so yeah. we could share Google Calendars, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's that um, bridge that helps you meet in the middle. I yes. love that. Google, like they they help us. They're like our therapist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> Thank you, Google. I like you know time management software, and also like Calendly, for example, mm-hmm. to book my ma- book my meetings with other people because then they can see all the time that's blocked off. Also, being like on an international time zone, you know, different than other people. 
it's really important for them yes. to see my availability. And they're wondering, why in the world is it 3 a.m. that you're available? Because <laughs> the time difference. Um, right. But just trying to think of other things that I do. Yeah, prioritize and like I make time for like family and friends. I'm not a big believer in having like a ton of friends. I have mm-hmm. just a few really good friends that I, I call them quarterly friends. Mm-hmm. This is a term like coined from the time I was 20 because I've always been super busy and I'm, I've never been like one to just have shallow relationships like with yeah. a ton of people. So I want really good deep relationships. And the quarterly friends will change with every year, you know, when people move, come and go. But the ones that I have, they meet a certain need. So I have fashion and art friends. I have, mm-hmm. you know, friends that I can go hiking with. And yeah. I usually only do something with them once a quarter, but I only have room for maybe at most five quarterly friends at a time. And every quarter we do something. So that kind of meets the like the social need in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I think that takes a lot of self-awareness on your part because you realize what you need and the types of relationships that fill you up and give you recharge and mm, yeah. where they fall in terms of your other priorities. And so by having fewer, you're able to go deeper and be more intentional instead of having a great big collection that you feel guilty about not reaching out (laughs) to all the time. Right. I know. You you can only catch up with so many of them and answer so many text messages and emails. And, you know, that way I can really invest in the right relationships at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we usually think about spreading ourselves too thin in terms of our obligations and commitments, but you really can do it with people too. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me this, leading a team that's spread out all over the place and working across different time zones. So you mentioned that Calendly is a huge help because you're able to almost have a time time zone translator in between. But yeah. what else has been really helpful for you in just leading a team that's remote and across different time zones? Yeah. Well, I'd say like weekly check-ins are pretty important for us. We call it like a Tuesday team huddle, like just mm-hmm. making sure everybody's up to date on priorities and so that we're managing like different projects that we have that we want, like different products that we want released. Mm-hmm. And Slack, of course, is a huge team mm-hmm. builder as well. So that we're and it's funny because my last business, everything was in person, like going to my customers, it was in person and working with my assistants that was in person as well. But mm-hmm. this was the first time that I built a remote team. And so I know nothing different for style space than remote. And we, yeah, yeah, so I'm all about remote first for our company too. So that gives so much flexibility over time zones. And we also have a digital nomad on the team. So he has been probably in 10 different countries in the time that we have known each other and worked together. I actually went to his wedding a couple of weeks ago in Bali, and that was the first time we ever met. And it's amazing though, because like you can have such great relationships with people, you know, remotely mm-hmm. and meet up with them in person and you still have the same awesome relationship as you built online. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that 
so many people who have either made the transition from working in person to working remotely, yeah. or maybe they're starting a business that is fully remote. You can really struggle a lot with staying on task, staying focused, staying mm -hmm. motivated when you have so much flexibility with how and when you work. What yeah. have you found really helps you and your team stay on track and stay focused when you're working remotely? Yeah, so I guess since I'm managing a tech team and I'm the product owner of this tech team, Jira is a software that we use a lot where we manage sprints. We call them sprints. So like every two weeks we release a sprint, which is basically releasing a product. So anytime there's an issue, we flag each other. And I don't think it would be any different than if we were side by side on a computer in the same room versus like over across the world, you know, yeah. we'll get to the things when you get to them. Knowing people's management style, like how they want to be reached. You know, some people want to be emailed. Some people want to be mm -hmm. like tapped or sorry, tagged on Slack. I'm still <laughs> learning the terminology. Tap, tap. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Also like allowing my team to know what my management style is too, or just my working style is. And so I let them know the times that I'm not available, the times I am available. And if it's immediate, what you need to do, like send me two messages on Slack and I will get yeah. to you. Um, and also I tell them, don't be shy about like following or managing up, if yeah. you will, you know, yeah. I don't like to see it as like levels of management, but we all work together as a team and I let people know what my preferences are. And I'm a really big fan of the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm gonna guess you're an upholder. <laughs> no. no, seriously. No, Where I wish. You? Man, I would get so much stuff done. <laughs> if I were an upholder, I would have gotten out of bed at 5:05 this morning when my <laughs> alarm went off. But instead, I am a questioner that really? leans rebel. So I, really? was like, I don't really need to get up just because I said I was going to. That's so funny. Yes. Questioner leaning rebel. What about you? Oh, so like I've noticed a lot of the time management experts are like hardcore upholders. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, you're an anomaly. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I am a rebel first, which a lot of startup founders yes. are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And questioner is my number two. Ah, look at that. See, yes. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, what we were saying earlier is that, oh, a time management coach must have been good at time management from day one. No, like <laughs> I, I everything, it has to make sense to me. If I'm going to spend my time a certain way, it has to make sense. And even because there's like that piece of rebel there, I still like fight with myself sometimes to follow through with things. And yeah. to me, it's like, okay, if I can do it, if I can yeah. get past all of that. Like, we can do it too. We can, we can figure it out. It's going to be fine. Like, this just gave me a whole added layer of confidence that I can achieve what you have achieved with your time management. Yeah. I am, oh, yeah. I am like no expert at time management. I always pack in like a hundred things when I can only accomplish 10. I mean, mm -hmm. I shoot for the stars and, yep. you know, land on a mountain, but at least yep. it's the mountain. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> at least it's the mountain. No, I, I love that. And, you know, one thing that really stands out to me that you just shared when you were talking about leading your remote team is the fact that Style Space is a, it's a tech company mm -hmm. and you were working in fashion and textiles and that's all very tactile and yes. 
you touch it and you feel it. You, you Style space may be styling and fashion oriented, but it's all very techie too. So I bet that was a really interesting transition too. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, that was, it's interesting because I just have always been obsessed with learning new things. And mm-hmm. this is my fourth career now and I'm in my thirties. <laughs> so I mean, I've, it. I've always been into just learning new things. And when it plateaus, then I'm like, I think it's time to close the chapter. And yeah. like right after, like, I wrote a book for my fashion design company, had it published. I was like, okay, that's my mic drop. Now it's time to learn something new. And at the time, like the idea like really came to the forefront that I needed to do this. And so basically it's the same way that I learned everything else. You know, I knew nothing about textile arts and fashion when I met the industry and I learned everything and I became like one of the leading textile artists in my industry and field in just a like half a decade, I really skilled and I just became really obsessed with devoting a lot of time to it and, mm-hmm. and passion. And the same thing happened with style space. I'm like, I have no idea. Like I I thought it was basically a designer and a coder. That's all I needed to start this. And then <laughs> I learned that's not true. Like you need several engineers, you need a front end, you need a back end, you need to a QA engineer just to mm-hmm. get like the product up and running and a UX UI designer. There's like, you have to design the user experience first and then the user interface. So those were all <laughs> just things that I had to learn. And I read a lot. I listened to a lot and I have a lot of amazing family members. We are all from a family. We are all entre- entrepreneurs. There's six kids mm-hmm. in the family I grew up in and we all have our own businesses. And so I have a sister who's a UX UI designer. I have a sister who's like a, a marketing guru, another sister who uh, she's a stylist. And <laughs> so I just had this Swiss army knife of people to like go to and, you know, they had been there and done it. And so, and they would tell me who I needed to talk to if mm-hmm. I didn't understand something. And we just, we found really good talent as well for the things that mm-hmm. we had. And we being my husband, who's the co-founder if we didn't know how to do something well, we found someone to help us find someone that did know how to do it really well. And yeah, I'm a big believer in hiring for areas that are not your strengths Mm -hmm. and -hmm. listening to people who have been there. (laughs) Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but 
you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Speaking of hiring people who have strengths that you don't and listening to people who have been there. I actually had the opportunity to do a styling session, a capsule wardrobe session with Lauren with Style Space. And it was, first of all, so much fun. But before we dive too much into that, for those who are listening that aren't familiar, tell us, what is Style Space? What do you do? Who do you help? Just tell us about the business because it's really unique. Yeah. So it's a virtual styling platform for hair, clothing, makeup, and skincare. So if you need Mm -hmm. any type of help with building a capsule wardrobe or organizing your closet or finding the next pieces that are missing in your wardrobe or learning a hairstyle that is best for your face shape or a makeup routine where the stylist will guide you to the right products, that's what we do at Style Space. And anybody who, you know, some people are really style savvy and they're just looking to save time. You know, they're very time mm-hmm. poor and they want help with these things. They don't want to go and look through the internet for hours for a product that may or may not work for them. You know, the stylists that we have, they're very educated in every product that they recommend. And mm-hmm. like taking everything into account from your skin type to your hair texture to your, just your lifestyle and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. And Mm -hmm. they will guide you to the right solutions and products. Mm -hmm. And you connect online and you do everything over a Zoom call. And after your Zoom call, you're given style notes, which is basically a blueprint for how to implement that personal style. Okay. I love this because when you want to improve your time management, you can work with a time management coach. When you want to get in shape, you can work with a personal trainer. But a lot of times we feel like figuring out style and shopping and it's just like up to us and that we're supposed to figure it out. And so we end up following 37 different style influencers on Instagram (laughs) and we feel completely overwhelmed by all of the different options. So we end up like buying this random thing and this random thing and (laughs) none of it ends up going together. And then we're back in the same point that we were to begin with. So, so talk to me a little bit about this concept of like style confidence. How can we find style confidence and just not be overwhelmed by everything that's out there? Yeah. So I think 
defining your style, we actually have a free guide on stylespace.com that gives you five steps on defining your personal style. And it starts out just with the basics, like knowing what your body type is and what silhouettes are going to be most flattering for your body type. Because, you know, me being five, eight, what I wear is going to look so different than someone who's five foot. Right. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Uh, a skirt on me that's a mini skirt is going to look very different than someone who's five foot. And mm-hmm. like, there's no right or wrong style for each person, but there are things that are going to look visually more appealing. And you also get to decide where you want those focal points to be based off of your body type. And some people have more, they carry more of the weight on the top half and less weight on the bottom half. So the focal point will likely be the legs. And then you would wear more of your pattern and your bright color on the bottom. And then you wear more of your darker colors on top just to create that balance and that harmony visually. Mm -hmm. And there's five different body types and it goes through in that guide that we provide just what your body type is. But a stylist can basically look at you and in seconds tell you what your body type is and which kinds of clothes are going to suit that body type and knowing your colors, like what color is going to be like your power color, the one that you wake up every day, like this color that I'm wearing now, it's like a light bright blue. And it's my favorite, Mm -hmm. actually Lauren, who is your stylist. She's Uh the one who chose this for me. I also work with a stylist on our platform and yeah, she based. So basically this is the color that I go to if I'm not feeling at my best for the day, or if I am feeling at my best for the day, I just love this color. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and the right colors for you will like illuminate your skin and make it look brighter and more awake. If you wear colors Mm -hmm. that are, I mean, you can wear any color, but some are easier, some are harder to wear. So that's part of finding your style confidence is the colors, the shape, but also like what is your personal or your business brand? Mm-hmm. And what do you want to communicate to other people? Like when people first meet you in seconds, they decide whether they are going to trust you, whether they want to do business with you, whether you are a likable person. And that is the world we live in. And yeah, thankfully, we have power over how we present ourselves and that image. And with very minimal effort, like we can change the outcome of how people think about us like on that split second that they make that call, that judgment call. And yeah, yeah. yeah, like style is a really powerful expression tool, you know, and when you look at it as an expression tool and not a hindrance, not something that you have to hide out in black baggy clothes, you know, when you see it as a powerful tool to use to your advantage, things shift and you get a lot more positive outcomes and whether you like your clothes or not, you have to wear them every day. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a lot more sense having a wardrobe of items that you absolutely love every day that you open your closet, you should, most of the items in your, that you are viewing, you should be able to pick up and wear. And Mm -hmm. the majority of people in our country, and I'm sure in the world, we're only wearing 20% of our entire wardrobe, 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's that Pareto principle. If you've, if you've, if you've ever been a part of my get a game plan workshop or have get a game plan in the course, or honestly ever hear me talk about priorities, then you've heard me talk about the Pareto principle before, and it shows up over and over again. So the Pareto principle is that twenty percent of our inputs result in eighty percent 
of our outputs. And so that's it in the closet. Like 20% yeah. of the clothes in our closet, we end up wearing yeah. 80% of the time. Yes. And what about the other 80%? What about those clothes? Yeah. You know, people, <laughs> for many reasons, keep all of those clothes, whether they're thinking maybe one day we're going to wear them again or mm-hmm. they have emotional attachment to them. Sometimes they're just outdated trends and they're not really staple pieces that can carry from season to season, year to year. And the time to go through all those pieces is also stressful. And like our bodies yeah. change and our, also like we change as individuals. And with those changes comes a change in our style. And so yeah. oftentimes our closets and our wardrobe don't catch up to the changes that we have made in our lives, whether it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle, a body, or just like a personality change. And Yeah. It takes time to go through and to update those items for the better outcome of, you know, the time management. Like every morning, do you want to spend five minutes on finding the right clothing items? Or do you want to spend 15 minutes going back and forth, just perplexed about what you're going to wear for the day, frustrated and trying multiple things on that don't work? Or you're wearing just 20% of your closet (laughs) Mm -hmm. and pushing everything else to the side. I think we're all guilty of that. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, what you said about how we grow, we change as people, our lives change. And a lot of times our closets, the things that we own, we don't, they don't change along with us a lot. And that can be for different reasons. It can be time whenever like let's say that you have you have children, you have become mm-hmm. a mom, and yes. you now are chasing kids, and you are spending most of your time in yoga pants and athleisure, which nothing yes. wrong with that. That's me a lot of the time. But then when you do have to get dressed up for something, you're just completely flabbergasted because all of the things in your closet either don't fit you well because you haven't gone through your clothes since your body's changed or they're just not your style anymore. That That's exactly what I talked with Lauren about during my session. I felt like so much of what was still hanging in my closet just wasn't quite me anymore. And I was feeling so out of touch with what's trendy that I, I just felt like I was buying the same classic type pieces over and over again. But then I didn't have anything that looked fresh or new or trendy. And that the trends can be really perplexing, okay? Because <laughs> I know we're not doing skinny jeans anymore, right? But I just like, do I am I do I get boot cut jeans? Do I get straight leg jeans? Like, what do we do here? And how long are they even going to be in style to know if I should invest a lot in them or a little? See, these are the kind of questions that we all have. So the stylist can answer all those questions. I, I want to make a note that skinny jeans, though they are no longer a trend, but they are now a classic style. A classic, like a style. Okay, so yeah. it's okay still if I still. Them. I just think they look good on me. I know they they, <laughs> they look so great on so many people. And low rise, I will never do low rise. I just, you know, I no. I've already gone through that phase of my I'm, yeah. I'm past years. that. Yeah, I'm we're good. T- <laughs> yes. Other people can do low rise jeans if they want, but like the the thought of trends can be very overwhelming because we want to be we want to be cool, but we don't want to. I mean, I personally don't want to overspend on trends. I tend to be a little bit more like budget conscious when it comes to shopping. How can we feel, you know, 
cool and trendy. I sound like such a nerd. But yeah, how can we feel good about, you know, our, our, our trendy picks without like, without overdoing it or looking like yeah. we're trying too hard? Well, I think trends are fun and choosing the right trends for you is so important. If it feels uncomfortable for any reason, if it doesn't feel like you, don't get it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. But, you know, if it makes you feel great, I feel like investing in a few trends and integrating them with your other staple pieces, you know, your classic pieces that you wear from season to season, year to year, that makes a lot of sense. You know, having mm-hmm. a fun shirt that is more of a statement piece, that's likely a trend as well. Mm-hmm. That you pair with your classic pants or your blazer, things that you're going to have for a very long time. Okay. And just not feeling pressure to follow these trends. You know, you can also add a trend in an accessory too, or like a headband or Mm. earrings, rings. Accessorizing is also just a really budget-friendly way to keep up with trends and also to extend your wardrobe and Mm -hmm. just make it look more fresh and fun. And yeah, accessories make any outfit look more interesting. Yeah. I'm that's see, I'm a big fan of doing trendy accessories instead of trendy investment pieces. But on that on that topic of using clothing or or like that intersection of saving time with our mm-hmm. wardrobe, so feeling confident about our clothing choices yeah. and not letting them overwhelm us mm-hmm. and <laughs> having streamlined mornings. When I found out about the concept of a capsule wardrobe, yes. I, that just seemed like an amazing light bulb moment. And I've actually gotten questions in the past, like, can you find someone to talk about a capsule wardrobe? Is that something that I need? How can I save time with a capsule wardrobe? So tell me a little bit about this concept. So a capsule wardrobe is basically owning those classic pieces that can go from season to season, year to year, and they're Mm -hmm. not going to necessarily go out of style, but they interchange with the piece, with all of the pieces. So one shirt you can wear with five of your other pieces. And that way you can get a lot of variety with fewer items. It mm. doesn't take as much room in your closet. And it also takes away that like decision fatigue because you yep. already know that one shirt is going to go with five other pairs of pants. That, that one pair of pants is going to go with five of your shirts. And you can mix and match and interchange. And that is a really great way to co- to save money and also time for your wardrobe. So let's say that someone is listening and they are really interested in this capsule wardrobe concept. One option would definitely be to schedule a style space session. I had an awesome one with Lauren and I went into it nervous. I'm going to be honest because I was afraid. I was afraid that she was going to try to convince me to change my style. I don't know why I felt that way, but that was a misconception that I had. Like she was going to, you know, encourage me to wear things that I would never wear, but she didn't. She listened to me so well. And the the style notes that she sent were totally on point. But if you want to try and try this out for yourself, how Mm -hmm. can someone get started creating their own capsule wardrobe? So you can always go to Pinterest and just type in capsule wardrobe. And Mm -hmm. if you download the style guide from Style Space, you can find out your body type as well. And mm-hmm. you can just go capsule wardrobe for a pear shape, for example, oh, or an apple that's shape. A, that's genius. Yeah. Like, and then, <laughs> and then you can go more advanced and say with a color palette of spring, because there's four different mm-hmm. seasons. There's mm-hmm. winter, summer, spring, fall, as far as like your under and overtone of your skin. So we don't have a color guide yet, but you can just 
determine what your color is. And there there are color quizzes online that you can just find out what your color is. And so Mm. you can go capsule wardrobe for a fall complexion. And that's another way to, and then it'll pull up all kinds of images. So that's one way to go about it. Or you could go with someone like Lauren. Lauren is incredibly intuitive. It's so funny that you say that you were intimidated and scared because I know of so many people who said that and she is like the nicest person I have ever met. She's so... And she was fantastic. I was like, Lauren, you're so much cooler than me. <laughs> make, me, make, me make me feel cool. Yeah, she she's so cool. She works with actors out of LA and I mean, she's really cool. And so are all of the stylists on our platform. They are just so incredibly sensitive about like who you are as an individual and making yes. sure that matches. That with came your through. Style. They will never yeah. convince you to try something that is not you. Maybe they'll suggest something that you didn't think of before. Like mm-hmm. I get that a lot from our customers. They say, wow, I never thought that would look good on me. And that's the point of a stylist. They're yeah. supposed to give you options that you didn't think of before. And like the amazing time that we live in is that there is so much variety, so many options, but like you have to filter all of those yes. options and variety. And we are no longer shopping in person. We are shopping online. That is a preference for most people now. And having that human filter that mm-hmm. is an expert, that's educated in all the brands and products that they're recommending for you, like that is the most cost-effective and time-effective way yeah. to put your wardrobe. And, and a lot of people too, they're buying things without a stylist that they think is going to go well with them and Mm -hmm. it still has the tags on in their closet you know yeah collecting and you get buyer's remorse too and we Mm -hmm. don't want to like feel that shame and guilt about anything we purchase like no yeah yeah no I find one of the biggest pitfalls is that we buy things that in Instagram influencers who have completely different body types and complexions (laughs) and we then we wonder why it doesn't look like that on us (laughs) Yeah. So Jenny, I loved my experience with Style Space. I have loved chatting with you today. This has been so much fun. And I know that just the way that you have made style confidence so much more accessible and attainable is going to be so valuable to to everyone who's listening, who's thinking, I really, this is something that I want to work on. This is a form of self-care in a way because it helps you show up as your best self. It helps you feel confident in your interactions and at work. Feeling confident about what you're wearing can be the difference in a salary negotiation at at a job and being able to lock in a yes from a new client. And so it is so important to feel good about yourself and how you present yourself. So thank you so much for yeah. for stepping out and for for making this for making this a thing, for bringing it into the world. Yeah, you are most welcome. We are very happy to help in any way. And yeah, thank you so much again for having this conversation about style and time management on your podcast. I love your podcast and the community that you've built. Thank you. Well, let us know, how can we work with you, continue learning from you? Where can we find you? Yeah. So stylespace.com is the website. And as I mentioned, you can get a free style guide or you can go directly to the capsule wardrobe session that you booked with Lauren, or we have sub- we have 50 styling sessions that you can choose from in hair, clothing, makeup, and skincare. And you can also follow along on Instagram at stylespace.official. Love it. All right. 
Well, Jenny, thank you again so much for your time today. This has been truly a delight and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much, Anna. And there you have it. Feeling good in your clothes doesn't have to cost you a million dollars and it doesn't require hours of staring at your closet to figure out what to wear. I hope listening in on this conversation with Jenny has inspired you to streamline your style so you can feel good in your clothes without wasting tons of time and money in the process. You can find links to the productivity tools that Jenny mentioned, as well as links to check out Style Space by visiting the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 150. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Next week's episode, episode 151, is all about lessons learned. Specifically, the lessons I've learned about time management through 150 episodes of It's About Time. Since this show launched in December 2019, I've had the opportunity to interview dozens of amazing guests, experiment and share strategies that have worked and those that didn't, the wins and the messes along the way. So be sure to tune in next week and join me to celebrate 150 episodes of It's About Time. I definitely couldn't have done this without you. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.